Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here today not with David Henderson, who, who is out um, still dealing with his pain, hip pain. He mentioned that on Sunday morning. He was in the ER last week, and he's still dealing with that. So I recruited Rob Iman. Pinch hitting for David Henderson, Rob Iman. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, Rob, thank you for joining me today to talk about David's sermon on Sunday. Happy to do it. Um, and, you know, we've heard, I guess I want to preface this with Holy Week. We heard all of the words from John 12, starting on Palm Sunday, all the way through John 20, verse 18 or 20. I can't remember where we ended on, on Easter Sunday. Um, but we heard every word in those chapters. And um, I just, it was profound for me. How about you? Yeah, I have to admit that. agree with that. I, um, I really appreciated the Monday Thursday service in the way that, you know, uh, the different voices interpreting the scripture mm -hmm. um, uh, to, to read out loud like that and to hear these long sections of Jesus's teachings uh, but done with different voices. So there's Olivia and Stacy Lee and there's Travis and they are looking at it through their own lens and through their own heart and putting the emphasis on different words. And I just found that really refreshing and mm -hmm. helpful and just to sit and ponder these things a little bit was really good. So I agree with you on that. There was, it was just, it was fun just to sit before the word of God and let the word speak to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really was. And on, so on Sunday, we heard from, we heard the verses in John um, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18 or 1 through 20. And it was um, Mary Magdalene at the tomb looking for Jesus' body. And then David preached really mostly on um, John 16, verse 20, which I'm going to read for us. I have to get my cord out of the way and find my Bible. Okay. So John uh, 16, verse 20, I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. And Jesus said that he, he said that to his disciples in the upper room discourse before he went to his death. Um, and so it's, so David asked the question, can we still take the promise, take that promise that Jesus will turn our grief into joy today? Mm, yeah, by actually giving us what we want to see. Yes. Um, you know, that's, you know, is, is he going to do that? Well, of course, he's not going to do that. Right. It's um, but but the but the grief will come to joy one day. And I like what David said about um, that the joy we have is because we know Jesus is with us, Matthew 28, uh, 20, mm -hmm. and um, that he does redeem everything that 
that happens to us if we let them. I mean, it, it's it's like um, it, it's it's kind of like um, something bad, quote unquote, bad happens, mm-hmm. and um, I'm offended by it. I'm hurt by it. I hold on to it. I'm angered by it. I find myself putting a wall between myself and friends, or myself and God. You can't redeem that quite yet mm-hmm. because I'm not positioned to have that redeemed. But there will come a time, days, months, years down the road where my heart changes and I am in a different place to respond to that loss and to process the grief and to work through the pain that happened to me, the bad thing. And, uh, and at that moment, at that time, that's when Jesus can take that thing and redeem it in a way that brings about his purposes more fully in my life. So so everything, as we've talked about before, everything in this world, whether we see it as good or negative, or positive or negative, everything in this world holds the potential of calling forth in us a, a greater um, expression of God's life in us. But it's only a potential until we get yeah. to the point where we're willing to work with the Lord and let him do his work. And then there's joy. Right. In yes. And it's, um, I'm reminded of what, of what you said in the Palm Sunday sermon, which was, um, are we allowing Jesus to shape our expectations of him? Or are we putting our expectations upon him? You know, that whole, uh, David said, Jesus is not a wizard who reverses the circumstances, who undoes the things that undo us. Jesus does not yeah. do that. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, that's what we expect. Yeah, that he's going to do that. And sometimes we will allow the circumstances to be the, uh, to take a higher priority or a precedence over what the word of God says. So mm. that we think the circumstances are telling us what actually is taking, taking place. God does not care, you know, because these are the circumstances I'm facing. I am alone because these, these are the circumstances I'm facing rather than allowing the scriptures to help me define and see my circumstances through eyes of faith rather than seeing God through eyes of my circumstances. Hmm. Right. Yes. And when we do that, when we allow the scripture to open our well, I guess what I want to say where I should start is the other thing that I was, I, I can't remember if David said it this sermon, but in a, in a recent sermon, he said something like our senses deceive us mm. because when we rely on our senses, we think we are alone in circumstances, mm. but scripture can help us see reality if we're willing to accept it the reality that we are not alone, that Jesus promises to remain with us in the midst of the circumstances which seem to undo us. Yes. And A.W. Tozer talks about um, the difference between our physical senses and our spiritual senses. Mm. He said that he believes that all every human being has spiritual senses in the same way that we've got sight and taste and touch and hearing, you know. Mm-hmm but that these spiritual senses have atrophied over time from lack of use. And so as we practice using them, 
um, they regain their ability to, to function well so that we can see more clearly what's real in the spiritual realm. We can hear more, more distinctly what God is saying because our, our spiritual hearing is being improved. And so, you know, it, it's, it's, that, it's that same thing as practicing what the scripture says. It says is true about us, about our circumstances, about the Lord, uh, about the Father being with us and this type of thing, and allowing that to, um, to revivify, that's a, yeah, to, <laughs> to reignite, <laughs> to uh, resurrect some of these spiritual senses that we've allowed to atrophy over the decades. Hmm. Yeah. He... Um, you said, you, you referenced earlier that Jesus re redeems our circumstances yes. and, um, before we went live, we were talking about, um, the illustration that David used on Sunday, which was that in, in Jesus's hands, nothing goes in the landfill. <laughs> Everything recycled. is recycled. <laughs> yeah, for a redemptive purpose. It comes back again as something new. That old tire comes back as a park bench that you can rest on. You know, there's a um, there's a there's a marvelous uh, renewal that God does uh, again as as we work with Him on that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it has to be delayed a bit until we come to a place where we can receive it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any? Do you have, do you have a, would, would you be willing to share a circumstance that God has redeemed? <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's find one I haven't talked about before because, um, you know, uh, the Lord has redeemed the circumstance uh, in the birth of our third child, Michael. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, took us six years, took me six years, I can't speak for any on this, but it took me six years before I began to, to um, work with the Lord on that instead of uh, be angry and fight him on that. Um, but that's a story that a lot of folks know about. Um, Anne's got a phenomenal story. <laughs> she needs to talk about that one, about uh, receiving um, the elements of communion from someone who deeply offended her. Hmm. choose it was an intention and having to choose how to do that um do i go forward and do this and uh, but again the lord the lord at that point she was ready and the lord redeemed that relationship um because she was faced with a choice i've got to i've got to forgive this guy right now because hmm. uh, i can't receive the elements of my lord's supper <laughs> feeling the way i do about this guy <laughs> um yeah yeah. Um, so there are so there are things in my family. I'm trying to find something that uh, that we have I haven't talked about before. Uh, well, while you think about that, why don't I share yeah. one that came? Go to for mind. it. Right. I um when I was a senior in high school, yeah, or college. I mean, when I was a senior in college, I um, applied for a prestigious internship in New York City. I was studying journalism. And, um, and I was super excited about it. Go to New York City and work for one of the big three flagship stations. It was a really involved process. And amazingly enough, one of my friends had actually done this internship a couple of years earlier. And so I recruited her help and in submitting my application. And it involved writing like 10 
essays answering 10 different questions. Wow. It was, it was involved. It was huge. Yeah. And so I was so excited about it. And up until this point, like basically whatever I wanted, I had gotten right. Like I wanted to go to the university of Missouri. I got accepted. I wanted to get into journalism school. I was accepted. I wanted to do an internship my senior year in high school at, in the state capital of Springfield. I was accepted. Um, like just basically everything I wanted, I received. And so I was like, and, and this girl, I don't even remember her name, but she was reading over my essays and she's like, oh, you're such a good writer. Oh my goodness. I think your, your application is way stronger than mine. There's no way you're not going to get accepted. Well, can you, I mean, I was accepted. So I, I made it through the first round of cuts. I didn't make it through the second round. And I was devastated. I was devastated. I was like, wait, what, what does this mean about me and about my skills and about like, it, it just felt so personal. Like they were rejecting me. And, um, and so I had to like deal with that, all of that, you know, now fast forward <clears throat> years. <laughs> <laughs> Two or three. I can't even remember how many years it's been, but like, I, I realize now, like if I had received that internship, it was a, it was a crossroads in my life. Like I could have gone to New York city and my life would have ended up completely differently. And I don't know if I would be following Jesus right now, but instead I got a job in Waterloo, Iowa at a local NBC affiliate there. And I started attending a church and where I met Glenn and what, I mean, it was, you know, and then I ended up getting married to him and then ended up on staff with crew. And then, you know, all of the, my life took a totally different direction. And so I look back on that and I say, God, God knew better. <laughs> he knew better. And I'm not sure if that's exactly redeeming the circumstances, but um, that's what came to mind when. I mean, the, the parent knows the gift that the child actually needs at that point. Right, right. You know, and even though the child is really, really wanting that particular piece of pie, the parent is saying, I'm thinking you need something else right now. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You know, I think that the, the redemption, um, that Jesus sends nothing to the landfill, uh, I think uh, Romans 8, 28 and 29 speaks very clearly. of it. And I think, yeah, your illustration is perfect. I mean, it's right on target. That's exactly mm -hmm. what the Lord does. He and, and, and we don't see the wisdom of it until we look back and with hindsight, but right. Romans 8, 28 and 29, we all know 28, but we don't often connect it to 29. You know, 28 says, for all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeehaw, we like that. So, you know, it all worked together for good for you. Uh, but 29 is that we might be conformed to the image of, of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the definition of good from God's perspective is that we are conformed into Christ's image. And so that's how he works all things to good. So, excuse me, the, um, uh, the story that comes to mind for me, one that probably hasn't been shared before, and this is online, I want to be careful about mm -hmm. much details, took place at Whitworth uh, Church in Spokane, and um, where I trusted someone in um, personal relationship, and I shared some of the dark things that I was learning about my self 
Um, mm -hmm. I shared some of the weaknesses that I had, some of the fears that I was carrying. Of course, senior pastor, large church, you know, and I, 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 I was doing that on purpose. I was doing that because I needed to. I was doing that because I was following the scriptures of, um, of just being with one another, carrying each other's burdens, you know, and mm -hmm. this individual was doing that with me. It was a, it was a spiritual friendship. That's what we would call it here at Covenant and uh, helping each other grow up in Jesus Christ. And in the end, after about, you know, I don't know how many months it was, um, this individual didn't know how to manage the things that I was sharing with him. And so, uh, he acted in ways that I received very significantly as a betrayal. Um, mm. He sought to have me removed um, because I wasn't fit for ministry. Um, there were, he joined up a group of other people who were talking about it. You know, these are, I had entrusted him with some of the softest, weakest parts mm. of my life. And I'll tell you, Michelle, I, I wanted that to go to the landfill so bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was deeply hurt. And, oh, sure. Uh, uh, it took a lot of energy out of me, took a lot of wind out of my sails. And uh, yeah. And so I'll, I'll, you know, it wasn't overnight. I had to work through some things. I had to work through the loss. I had to work through the grief. I had to work through the anger. I had to work through stuff. And when I was ready for it, the Lord was then able to help me recognize how he was redeeming this. Mm -hmm. And in this specific case, again, like most of these other things in my life, when there's a painful moment, he is using it to conform me to the image of the son he loves. Mm -hmm. And for me, that experience, as painful as it was, has led to a deeper sense of compassion for individuals, anyone, no matter what they might be doing, mm. uh, no matter how they may be responding, because they're responding as best they, they know how to respond. Right. And, um, and so it's, I didn't do this. I didn't come up with this idea. I didn't, I didn't feel this compassion for people on my own. I didn't generate it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Philippians four, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Uh, I find in my heart a deeper gentleness to people, even those who are upset at something that was decided at covenant, upset at something that I was doing, you know, whatever it might be, I find myself with a gentleness toward them, a compassion for them that I think stems from Jesus uh, redeeming this experience of deep pain that I had mm. back in. 2008 ish. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so that's, that's a, that's a story of, uh, of a time when, when Jesus didn't send something yeah. to the landfill, but redeemed it, but I, he had to wait for me. <laughs> well, it takes time. <laughs> <I can't jump. laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the beauty is that Jesus is willing to wait. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. going back to John 20, he's standing by the tomb and he is willing to wait until Mary recognizes him, mm. right? He is, he is there. He is standing there and she does not see it. She does not see him. She thinks he's the gardener. And, and then he is willing to be misidentified, misunderstood, 
until she's ready to, to see him for who he is. Yeah. And, and so, to, yeah. And, and to walk with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, just chatting with them until, oh, I get it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and I love that um, nothing, this is straight from David's sermon, nothing is wasted in the hands of Jesus. It does not mean it is without pain. I experienced great pain of rejection. You know, you experienced great pain of betrayal. Um, so we, we are undone by our circumstances. We are. And it will always have the purpose of forming Jesus's likeness in us. Well, that's a great way to, to conclude this thing. <laughs> I'm used to you having the last word, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, thanks for joining us on this Facebook Live edition. <laughs> oh, goodness. I guess. Well, you know, happy, happy Resurrection Sunday, right? I mean, because yes. of what took place that Sunday um, Almost exactly 2,000 years ago, because I think it's somewhere between 2026 and 2030, based upon the trips, the shift from the from the uh, Julian calendar, the Gregorian calendar, and all that fun stuff that took place in whenever it was 1500 something or other. Um, okay. I'm thinking that somewhere between 2026 and 2030 is actually the exact 2,000 year marker um, from that moment of Christ's resurrection. I'm just excited to be alive during this time. Yeah. Yes, happy Resurrection Sunday and happy Bright Week. Bright Week? Bright Week. That, isn't that what it's called in the church calendar? Bright Week. I'm not week familiar after, with that one. Oh, the week after Easter, the week oh. after Resurrection Sunday is Bright Week, oh, in which we continually one. celebrate and bask in Jesus' resurrection. I think that's a marvelous idea. Worth yes. it's worth celebrating for sure and, and worth allowing the truth of that singular event to influence every moment of our day because hmm. it's true it is true it is real <laughs> it is real yes yeah all right then, well all thank right. you thank you rob for joining us i cut you off <laughs> that's okay thanks for inviting me michelle I'm glad i could step in and help out i am so thankful for um, for the opportunity to discuss God's word with you and um, with our audience as well. <laughs> Even though you weren't really a part of the discussion, we just appreciate your time um, spending some time with us today yes. or whenever you um, listen to this discussion, whether it's later on our blog or on our podcast, we are thankful that you took some time to be with us. Yes. Happy Bright Week. Happy Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> Thanks all. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye.